Tim was a young man and he worked in a huge, huge, huge billion dollar company and he was what they call the bottom of the pecking order. He was the copy boy, basically, essentially. Whatever his job really was called, which he was doing, obviously, to get a good, you know, right on his resume that he was a whatever sort of position in whichever company it was. Um, but he was a copy boy. He made copies for everyone, and he made coffee for people also. And that's what he did. He usually sat by on the side, waiting for someone to give him orders, going through, reading whatever was available. He was very bored sometimes. And that's what he did, day after day, week after week, making copies, making coffee, getting a few bucks. But he was at the bottom. There was no one in the company who was lower than him besides maybe some of the other copy boys. But he was a good copy boy. But he was, nonetheless, the guy who made copies. One day, he was called to one of the managers of a certain department's office, Bob. Bob said to, said to Tim, Tim, I don't know what happened. I sent the copy boy to make copies. He messed up the whole thing. The machine's broken. I need these copies immediately. Please help me. So Tim goes to the copy machine, takes the stuff, takes him a couple of minutes. Has it all done? Boom. Comes back to the guy, to Bob. Bob's like, oh, thank you so much. That was amazing. You know, how did you, how do you do that? He said, uh, you know, whatever, fine. Didn't think anything of it. Tim was very shy. He didn't, he didn't tell, he didn't tell Bob anything. But, you, you know, he, Bob was very impressed. And uh, Bob became his, uh, you know, his, he became Bob's go-to copy guy. But nothing ever happened was that, you know, Tim was always hoping that maybe that Bob would, uh, you know, get him a promotion. But, but, but nothing ever happened. Now one day, many months later, Bob comes running to, to, to call Tim to his office emergency. He's like, Tim, we need you by the CEO's office up on the 102nd floor it's an emergency it's a major issue with his copy machine and and, and, and it's a big disaster and the, there's a big deal gonna fall through you have to you have to come you have to come Tim's running comes up to the to the to the to the office this is his chance and he and he does whatever he does and the machine boom finishes fixes it up and the CEO is so excited He's like, oh, Tim, how'd you know how to do that? You're amazing. You must be a, a, a computer genius and a, this and that. So what would you think Tim said to him? What would you think he would say? Well, most probably he would say, of course. Of course, yeah. Technical wizard. I know all of the stuff. You know, you probably want me as your assistant. I don't know, whatever. Something like that. A nicer way of saying it. What he wouldn't say was like, yeah, I'm very bored, actually. I'm not I'm not a technical wizard. I actually just read read the manuals for all the copy machines over hundreds and hundreds of times because I don't have nothing else to do. And that's why, and that's why I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I did it. He, would, he wouldn't, at least, uh, right? So, what's the point of this story? Ah, so this, this, this story I use to explain, so to explain to people grasp what, what occurred between Yosef and Parai. Yosef was in jail for 10 years. Jail's not fun, by the way. Especially a pit. He was down in a bar. He was in charge of the bar. Okay, so he, he had people to talk to, you know, some other, other people who were in political prison, but it wasn't really a fun place to live. And for 12 years, he waited to get out. Right? He had his opportunity once, but it didn't work. He had 12 years to get out. 
Now he's standing in front of the king of Mitzrayim. He just saved him. He just saved him because Pari knew what the interpretation was and he was doing of his right. He just saved him, right? He's the opportunity of a lifetime. He's in the best political position that anyone could be in his situation. He has it all. He's ready, right? He's ready to just take that jump. He can do whatever he wants now. He has, he has the opportunity. He's sitting there, right? 17-year-old, oh, 30-year-old boy just been in prison for, for, for 12 years, right? He can, he can do whatever he wants. He has it all. He'll get out of jail. He can become rich. He can become famous, right? So what do you tell to the Ayyubid Avodizara ruler of Mitzrayim who believed that there's another, a different God for everything and he believes he was a God? What do you tell him when you, when you, when you know your interpretation comes from Hashem? Now, between the mashal and the story there's a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a, of a dis, dis, disconnect because there's no comparison between what Yosef says and the guy who read the copy machine books but in Paray's in, 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 in our perception of Paray Paray was Ayyubid Avodizara what does he care about another Right? Another, 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 another deity. He was Ibn Zara, he was a Kaifer, he was a who knows what. But Yosef goes to him, he says, like he says to everyone, right? I, 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 Hashem, don't, Hashem I don't know anything. Hashem is the one who helped me, right? I don't know anything. Hashem is the one who helped me, right? That would be like if, uh, uh, to Parah, he's Ibn Zara ears, it would be La Havdal, Elif, Elif, Alpha, Infinity Havdalis, if Tim told him, actually, my grandmother has the same machine, I know how to use it, right? That would be the end of him. Forget about it. Coffee and, ta- ta- and coffee machines forever, let alone the book, right? My grandmother the same machine. Forget about it. He'd, he'd, be, he'd be doomed, right? He told Paray that, oh, actually, actually, I don't know anything. Everything I have is from Hashem. Hashem, Hashem helps me. Hashem is the only one. It's, 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 it's beyond comprehension. Beyond comprehension, such a Misa. That, that, that's, that's, that's called Betachen. That's Yosef, Yosef Atzadik in a nutshell, Right? Yeah, he had a he had a he had a, a lapse on his level that set him back two years in jail, but 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 after that he it was it was it it was just Hashem. He's standing over a parry. Ishtalos maybe would be to be a little bit you know politically correct to the guy who thinks he created the Nile River and himself, but but he says no, don't don't politically correct. It's Hashem and that's it. Hashem is the one who 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 who, who helps me and that's it. That's Yosef Atzadik, and and you know what it did for him? You see. There was the right of Shalos. Hashem, Hashem helps me, and that's it. And and, and that was it. He was Yosef Atzadik. He was the ruler of Roman Shrine. So, taking take take this lesson, I hold it's 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 a very sadistic explanation of, of how Yosef Atzadik worked. Um, maybe I'm wrong though, but I think it's a good shot. And uh, have a wonderful Shabbos. And enjoy your last few minutes of Hanukkah. This gets published before the end of Hanukkah. Bye-bye.